Welcome to the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your hosts, Sidney Carlson and Cole Wissinger. Good afternoon, Cougar fans. It is time for the Cougar Tailgate. Sidney Carlson's over there. I'm Cole Wissinger over here. And it's that time every Saturday where we just sit back and talk a little bit of BYU hoops in preparation for the game that will be later on tonight. BYU had a fantastic week. We're going to, you know, wait before we talk about that number one team in the country having the, that you have to play. But we're going to enjoy what we had, right? Yeah. Let's take some time to enjoy the highs. Exactly. We don't take enough time to enjoy the highs. Uh, yeah. Um, incredible week of BYU hoops. I. It's been a while since we were consistently crushing teams the way that we are. Not just Not just winning but crushing it. Let's see if, Sydney, you and I can start as hot as the BYU basketball team <laughs> did against Portland. And Hans Toulson, NBA 3 won't take it. TJ won't take it. Selyus will take it left corner. He got it! Five for five. Zach Selyus, he's made all of his threes. And he's got 21 points. The BYU lead for the first time tonight is 23 at 82-59. to 59. Crisis averted. And there was a mini-crisis there in the Portland game towards the end, as Greg said. But uh, the lead was, for the first time, up to 23 points. The lead had been 22 before, like at the very beginning of the game, where BYU led Portland 24-2, to six minutes into the game. There was mass panic on the Portland (laughs) bench, can I just tell you. I, we weren't even three minutes in, and the coach was like, "Come on, come on, guys, time, time out. out. We got to let's take a minute. Let's take a minute. It's fifteen to nothing. Things are getting out of hand." And we talked last week about the LMU game, where nobody was making baskets. <laughs> very slow, very critical on both sidelines. That nothing's really happening yet. Uh, things were happening. Think, in things were very definitely quickly. happening in Provo for their BYU. Not so much for Portland, but <laughs> it was just like we could not miss to start the game. And Portland was, there was great defense on our side, but Portland was throwing shots up and they were just not making anything. And uh, it, it's it's a weird feeling as a fan for a moment to feel like, oh, I actually feel kind of bad for the other team. Like it was stressful, I could tell, on the Portland side. But it's also really fun to watch your team take just complete control of a game like that. And the theme over this past week is different guys stepping up, right? That yeah. clip was from Zach Selyus. He scored his season high of 21 points. Remember that number. And he was 5 for 5 shooting the 3. That was his fifth of the night. And the crisis was kind of averted. Portland cut the lead to 7 right right there in the second half. But then BYU just got hot again, and that took you through the end of the game. His five threes without a miss are tied for the second most makes. Yeah, without a miss, right, wow. from three-point range in BYU history. That's amazing. Go Zach. Go Zach. Well, and they threw Zach in um, for Colby Lee a couple times, which, you know, step, <laughs> step for in. For people that haven't watched <laughs> BYU basketball, those are two different body types. 100%. To- <laughs> like, I, as they were announcing it, it was like, all right, and uh, Zach Zelly is coming in for Colby Lee. I was like, excuse me? For who? Who now? Like, it's it's really impressive to watch this team um work around not having Yoli on the field or the field on the court as much as they've had to this year and still be as successful like obviously we're a better team with Yoli but to be able to do what they're able to do without him 
is a real credit, I think, to this team and to this very young coaching staff. Six different guys were in double figures in this game, including all five of the starters, none of which named Yoli Childs, which you can always assume will be in double digits and get a double-double for you on top of that and everything else. So if we have six other guys that are able to score in double figures, that's a good sign. 100%. And a little bit a credit to Portland. Like, I'm sure our guys maybe took the back seat a little bit, like, yeah, we got this game in hand. But I don't, I don't know if I would have had the willpower to power through and make it back seven points to seven point underdog like to from where they started to where that game ended like credit to those to those Portland players for staying in the game and keeping focused so we'll keep our focus and move on to you like that segue I'm practicing okay um proud of you (laughs) that was last Saturday that was uh Portland so we talked about Portland on the program last week uh fun seeing that come to fruition and then Thursday night it was San Diego TJ past timeline TJ races Sabre a step back triple good for TJ Haas I'm like please make that because he had the two most vicious crossovers We need this to go in for the highlight reel. (laughs) And it made the highlight reel. Mark Durant, I put that one in for you. (laughs) Just for Mark. What a good guy. TJ Haas did um, do very well in the San Diego, University of San Diego game, as opposed to San Diego State. And BYU came out on top by a score of 93-70. to I'll be honest, as this game neared its conclusion and we were up comfortably by about 20, I was more uh, paying attention to the Jazz game against the New Orleans Pelicans that had all sorts of officiating nonsense going on on both sides. (laughs) But there was also a BYU game on Thursday night. Yeah. I mean, you and probably about 3,000 fans (laughs) in the Marriott Center that were like, ugh, there's four minutes and I'm going to... Hit it, hit it out of here early for traffic. But mm-hmm. there was a pretty good showing. But I, there absolutely were some people that took off early in this game because it was just so well in hand. It was pretty close at the start, but the second half, BYU took complete control of that game, and it got a little bit slow and a little bit boring. And there were certain places where BYU seemed to just totally outmatch San Diego in yeah. the paint, right? And so let's talk about Colby Lee for one second. Uh, Again, because no Yoli Childs. What an impressive stat. Uh-huh. Continue. 42-14 to 14 was the score in the paint alone. And that's without the guy that dominates the paint for BYU Yoli Childs. That is incredible. And especially you look back at that Utah game where that was our – that was the main – sticking point for this team is that we oh, got yes. destroyed in the paint so to see improvements there and being able to outmatch a team and you know in our favor like to come on top in that way is really encouraging and exciting as we go into this conference play and as we look ahead toward you know hopefully the big dance yes and because joe lenardi the the, the guy that does the bracketology looks to have byu in like an 8-9 game right now and the bpi seems to be trending even higher than that we're 27 4 6 24 24 in the bpi that would be ranked that BYU would could be ranked. feasibly rank and going up against gonzaga win or lose I feel like that improves as long as you don't come out yeah. and get outscored by 30, which I don't think this team can do. I hope I hope not. Yeah. I hope not, Cole. I, I told you to remember 21 points earlier, what Zach Selyus got against Portland. Colby Lee, 21 points, his season high on 8-for-8 eight eight shooting against San Diego. I love games when 
a guy who is putting in work but maybe not getting a ton of like the glory sure. has a big game like this. And one thing that happens at the end of every game in the Marriott Center is we pick a player of the game, usually based on stats. And Colby Lee was the player of the game for uh, for San Diego. And the people that were left in the stands gave him like an ovation. Yep. And I love seeing that for guys that maybe don't get that recognition as much, especially when you're in a position like Colby Lee, like you're not... You're not putting up 30 points like a Yoli Childs can or like a TJ Haas can as much just because of your role. And so Mm -hmm. they don't ask him to. Yeah, they don't ask. Yeah, he's not asked to be the shooting guard (laughs) because he's Colby Lee and he is a forward. He's 6'9 and he can dominate in the paint, apparently. 100%. And so I love when these guys can have their moment here and there because they're putting in the work like they are such crucial parts of the team. So just, you know, a little, a little. Recognition here and there doesn't hurt. Another thing to remember from the Portland game, remember how six starters uh, or six players scored in double figures, including all five starters? It happened again just on Thursday night against San Diego. So there's now, now there's been proven depth on this team. There's been proven performance from, from different stars taken over on different nights. It's interesting to see everything kind of coming together from our Pope squad. Yeah, like a real balanced team, which honestly, is something I haven't seen from a BYU basketball team in a while. There's been, for the last several years, like two or three guys that really show up and really are important as far as scoring goes. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think unselfish gameplay is something that this team has been lacking for a long time. And so it's really fun to watch a a team play as a team. And defense has been there as well. Both games this week, the opponent was held to exactly 70 points. Fun stats. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Which means that we, you know, are in the 90s, which is fun. Also. These guys, you know, they all came back here this year for a reason. And, And it wasn't to, you know, make excuses or fall short. It was to just whatever happens to find ways to get better every day and to win games. And so that's a hundred percent of our focus. And it's genuinely like there's times when I, I actually let myself kind of spiral down into thinking about other things or, 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 you know, kind of getting frustrated and I got to snap myself out of it. Just like our team does. We don't have time to think about anything else besides getting better and winning. When we come back, we're going to have a conversation with Colby Lee, the star of the game against San Diego. That's up next here on the Cuckoo Tip. Toulson accelerates the free throw line, pulls it out to the left side, stops on the arc left and hands to Lee. Lee will try the three and score it! Colby Lee for three! What a night. His career night continues... 8 for 8 and 21 points for Colby Lee. And that was the stat line by the end of the evening. Thank you, Greg Grubel. And his 1 for 1 on 3 is what we got to hear there. The Cougar tailgate is back. I'm Cole Wissinger with Sidney Carlson. And Colby Lee's night on San Diego was one of a kind, so we wanted to talk to him about it. Absolutely. Like I said, it is so fun. I, I You know what? I love seeing big guys shoot threes and make them like <laughs> there's just not a better feeling you, their, their faces light up they get so excited it's my favorite 
And so we're going to ask Colby Lee here. I, I talked to him just yesterday, the day after he had that wonderful game against Thursday. So high on life from the night before. Exactly. Talk to him just about <laughs> what it's been like to be a big man on campus for a second and some of the reactions he had. And, and we'll start here with some audio from his coach and a reaction from that night as well. Colby! 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 So How was, delightful was that? There were a whole bunch of Colby Levers out there yeah, tonight, Kobe right? Yeah, Colby Levers. Yeah, I mean, you minted that. It's so beautiful. and <laughs> It's just such such a delight to watch him work. And uh, and I think you can't help but watch him play and, and, and smile. Uh, you know, we, talk, we make the comparison to Jokic. Coach Burgess has spent a ton of time with him, and we've watched a bunch of film. And his last bucket from the left block where he gets that little dump pass and he catches it. He didn't jump. He didn't move. He just caught the ball. He literally did not leave the floor and he just kind of pushed it in and it makes him so dangerous. The way that the student section engaged with him tonight was thrilling. (laughs) made me so happy. That was BYU basketball head coach Mark Pope talking about his leading scorer last night who went 8-for-8 eight eight from the field. Colby Lee, I am sitting with him in studio right now. How are you, Colby? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Colby, Colby, Colby. What's it like? What's it like hearing your coach talk to you like that? Uh, it's, that's who he is, man. He's a character. <laughs> he's he's hilarious. Every day in practice, he just he makes it fun. So. All the guys on the team. I mean, it's it's crazy because it's it's a grind every single day, but they make it so worth it coming in every single day to go to work. You have fun playing basketball. Oh yeah, that's good. So, what's it like being in the middle of a perfect night like that? Are you one that believes in the zone? Like, do you get into that? And like, I can't miss right now. <laughs> I actually, I didn't even know that I didn't miss until after the game when someone said no way. you were eight for eight, and I was like, oh. I mean, when I'm in the game, I don't really. I don't really notice things like that. I just kind of play, and then, I mean, I mean, you see the scores, and you kind of look up at the scoreboard every once in a while. But mm-hmm. at the same time, no, I had no idea I was eight for eight. But I mean, I felt like I was I was grooving out there. But that's good. So I mean, Jokic, that's a pretty decent compliment. Do you have like a Do you have a favorite basketball player that you try to model your game after, or do you have? Like what's 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 that like for an athlete? Like, do you look up to those guys? Oh yeah, for sure. That's a that's probably a pretty good comparison because cool. he's a good passer. He's a good, you know, he's not the most athletic guy. I'm definitely not the most <laughs> athletic guy. Um, but no, one of the one of my favorite guys I've I've loved since I was little was is Kevin Love. Mm. Um, kind of similar in some regards, but no, you always look up to certain athletes and but. A lot of those guys are too athletic. They don't, they don't really have my game. Well, that means someone's just going to be looking up to you someday. That's what it means. That's right? true. Yeah. <laughs> the crowd, I mean, the crowd got into it. Coach Pope was kind of imitating it there because there were just, there were MVP chants. It, it is, so, yeah, what is it like for you? And, and then what's it like the next day, right? Today when you went to class, like, are people high-fiving you all over campus? <laughs> it was pretty surreal. I, there was a couple times... I got fouled, and I went to the free throw line, and they started chanting that, and I was trying so hard not to smile. I was like, oh, man, just because, like, I know, like, Jake and TJ, like, they've scored, you know, 20-plus points several, multiple times, yeah. and, I mean, this is my first time here at BYU, so it's, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool experience. I don't know what I did for them to love me so much, but <laughs> I'll accept it. You play BYU basketball. Yeah, that's, that's true. 
the uh, talk about the Marriott Center. It's it's the biggest venue here in the WCC. It's what what would you say to the Rock right now after having a a reception like that last night? <laughs> um, thank you. I mean, I th- I think it's so underrated how much energy like the fans can bring us, mm-hmm. especially our student section, is because like when we go to uh, like away games and. Um, like you get crap from different student sections and you, you know, you, you just get heckled. And mm-hmm. so to have like a big student section like that, that comes out every single game and gives it right back to other people, it gives us energy because it's worth playing for, and, you know, there's, there's more, there's more to play for than, you know, just the guys next to us, which is a huge reason why we play, mm-hmm. but it's nice to be able to play for, you know, people in the stands that actually care and, um, can give us some energy on the floor. It's a lot easier to go up to that line when they're chanting MVP and trying not to <laughs> smile than if they're swearing at you and trying to get you to miss. Exactly, yeah. There's there's both ways. When Like when we played Utah, I heard some pretty nasty things my oh, way, I and imagine. I was like, oh, man. So, no, it's 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 a good it's a good change. You were 8-8 eight and eight from the field. That includes one from one from three-point. Do you love shooting threes? Is that just your favorite <laughs> thing in the whole world? I mean... <laughs> I mean, it's pretty fun, but at the same time, I, I kind of know my role. I'm not like a crazy good three-point shooter that's going to shoot, you know, five of them a game. That's not my, it's not I mean, my role. I don't know if you've seen the NBA <laughs> recently the past couple of years, but it turns out everyone can shoot the three. Yeah, it's true. It's true. No, I mean, if I'm open and guys are sagged off like they have been, mm-hmm. I mean, none of them really think that I can shoot consistently, but I'm a, I'm a good shooter, so if they're going to play off and disrespect me like that, then I'm going to shoot it. Go ahead and take it. Uh, Greg talked about the Cole Believers, which Cole Believers, like I just, <laughs> that's fantastic. That's, that is brilliant wordplay by our man Gregory Bell. Um, I was listening to you talk to Jason last night, though, before the game, which by the, okay, by the way, I'll go on a tangent for a second. Do you love doing like these media things? Like, is this super <laughs> weird? Like, because, so, Cal Chilton, our, our media guy, he sent you out, he's had you talk on pregame, then you had a great game last night, so you talked postgame, and to be fair, we had you set up before we realized you were going to have, you know, a career night, so thanks for doing that for us, making this interview a little more interesting, but then you get to talk to us, but on BYU Sports Nation, is it surreal to do the whole media circuit thing? <laughs> it's pretty real. Yeah, it's pretty surreal. Um, definitely, they put me through the ringer last night. It was <laughs> right after the game. was on the TV. And then I had to do the post-game uh, interview. And then I was on the radio. Mm-hmm. And then now, today, I'm with you on the radio. So it's, I mean, it's fun. It, I'm glad I took a public speaking class last semester to help yeah, me prepare for this. But yeah, no, it's it's awesome. So let's get, so Colby Leavers. And then when I was listening to Jason, you talked about the Quickie Monster. So what's your favorite, like, nickname thing around you? And and you want to tell our our listeners just about what the Quickie Monster means. Okay, so the first part, probably my my go-to nickname, just because I've, I've always had it since I was little, since I've always been big, is probably Big Kolb. Okay. Um, but this year, um, you know, Connor calls me Big Ido, and that's kind of <laughs> – people are calling me that now. And then Quickie Monster, that's like the soft – like quick shots that I that I shoot mm-hmm. um they're called quicks and they're just so quick and I do a lot of them that it's like the cookie monster because he just eats a lot of cookies so 
quickie monster when it comes to that regards, but it's kind of a fun nickname that Jake came up with. You eat them up. That's good. <laughs> All right. So let's get into, if that wasn't fun enough, I got the lightning round of just the, the fun, goofy questions to end every interview. <laughs> let's go. Like, what is your favorite superhero? Okay. Favorite superhero is probably a toss-up between Hulk mm. and Iron Man, just because... Like Iron Man's so cool and so funny, and you know he, the character that plays him is is awesome. And uh, yeah. but Hulk, like he's actually has superpowers. He's not just so rich. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, when it comes to that regard, probably Hulk. Okay. Uh, other than basketball, what's your favorite sport? What do you play uh, on the? How do you how do you stay loose? A little racquetball, a little. <laughs> I used to play football. Okay. I mean, yeah, football. We always, me and my dad, always watch football games together and. That's always been. Actually, I broke a couple bones in middle school. My mom was like, "You're done." So that was my <laughs> that was my other sport that I really I really enjoyed. That's smart. The only bone I ever broke was falling off a trampoline. And so <laughs> you have a little better story than I do. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite soda? I actually don't drink soda, but Ooh, if favorite I, drink, favorite healthy drink. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's healthy, but I I, I mean I, I like uh like fruit punch different different drinks like that gotcha so then what's what's your favorite place to eat out at that's the that's a loaded question (laughs) that is a loaded question because there are certain times where the taste buds really want some you know a decent like steakhouse or something Mm -hmm. um i think probably the biggest bang for your buck in my opinion just for like food quantity i'm a big i'm a big big believer of like Kind of how Wendy's has that four for four. Like, it's oh, yeah. cheap, but you get a lot of food. I'm uh-huh. kind of a guy like that. So, I like Texas Roadhouse because it's not super, like, expensive, but it's really good food. And then you get unlimited rolls, you know. Mm. So Yeah. So, I mean, they had Wendy's up in Meridian, Idaho, I'm sure. Yeah. What, what's a Provo place, right? What are the fans, what, what should they go to while they're in for a game if they're out of town? I would say... Maybe Ruby River or like a Cubbies. Mm. Um, yeah, those places are really good in my opinion. Okay. Uh, if you had to have walk-up music, and like in baseball, what would your song be right now? <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I don't even know. Um, or what's in your pump-up jam? Like what are you listening to before the game? I listen to all kinds of music. My my, my playlist is all over the place. <laughs> it goes from country music to yep. rap to... Yep. Jump into a little bit of rock. I listen to all kinds of different music. So, if I had to pick like a go-to song, I think maybe it's hard to hard to go wrong with maybe a little "Lose Yourself" from Eminem or something like that, yep. just to get you fired up. But that's a good hype up one. I like it. Last question: It's it's still January, so you still have a chance. Did you have any New Year's resolutions this year? Any any goals for 2020? <laughs> uh, people might get mad at this, but I don't really believe in uh, <laughs> New Year's resolutions. I feel like you shouldn't wait for a whole another year. If you want to change, you should just do it there in the moment and set your mind to it. So I've never really been a big believer in waiting t- for a new year to change. But as I always, kind of just if I want to set if I want to do something, set a goal, I'm just going to do it right then and there. Beautiful philosophy. Do it right then and there. You heard it from Colby Lee. We appreciate you coming on the Cougar Tailgate today. Star basketball player after last night. Leading scorer for BYU against San Diego. All the accolades coming your way. You deserve it all. Thank you so much for coming on. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it.
I love that he went straight from talking steakhouses to, you know what? No, I'm sorry. The best bang for your buck? Wendy's. Four for four. Four for four That's Wendy's. That's what's important. <laughs> and then, then I had to poke him a little bit. Like, I mean, you get Wendy's up in Meridian, Idaho. But what's the Provo place? Because fans come in. And, and that's what we kind of want to make the show about, right? The fan experience. And, and we got to assume not all of our fans just live in Provo all the time. So when we come back, Sydney, we're going to talk about maybe a topic even more near and dear than basketball. And that's food. We're going to talk some Provo restaurants. So excited. For all the out-of-town fans coming in for the games when you come back on the Cougar Table. Experience when it comes to sporting events, when you go to the game and you see the cheerleaders and the band and the game and the music and the atmosphere, right? But the part that I always gravitate towards <laughs> is the food and drink that I can have while I'm watching the game. And that extends to the city that it's about, right? You, you, I, I haven't gotten to talk to you since you've been a part of the program. Are you a Cougar Tail fan personally? You know what? I do not enjoy maple as a flavor. This is the namesake of our show, mind you. <laughs> the pun of the cougar oh, no. tail game. I mean, I love, I love a cougar tail. No, I, I don't like maple syrup. I don't like maple bars. I don't know what it is. Interesting. I'm an American. Dang it! So, <laughs> so apple pie only. So apple pie only. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's your? If you're in the Marriott Center, then how do you sustain yourself? What What's your snack? You know, to. I normally do not enjoy a hot dog, but I love a hot dog at a sporting event. Mm. So I will get a cougar dog. I'll at... tell you, the right way to eat a hot dog is in a deep, you deep fry, and you don't deep deep fry what? like not the not the breading or anything, but like it's an it's a like a blast fryer almost or an air fryer where the bun gets toasted. Mm. It's just a very simple addition. To, to take just, just a, a simple touch. hot dog and, okay. and it brings it up a notch. What do you put on a hot dog? Because you're you're from a different part of the country. I'm certain that my hot dog toppings are going to be very boring compared to yours. Everything. <laughs> Gross. Relish, <laughs> sauerkraut, mustard, two at least sauerkraut? two kinds of mustard. Okay. So we just passed the new year. Sauerkraut is good luck. The, if your first meal at the new year, right, New Year's Eve, you celebrate, blow the little... Uh, on um, <laughs> oh how was that again that was great the, the things you and they you the, blow yes. and they <laughs> <laughs> yep yep um anyway when you're done with that and you've celebrated the new year your first meal for good luck should be pork and kraut who says this the pennsylvania dutch all right <laughs> <laughs> i think there's black-eyed peas we have chinese another food one. on new years oh interesting i have chinese food on chinese new year which oh, is yeah. not which is the not gregorian new year yes absolutely not it's a different day um, yeah, sour, oh, yeah, everything goes on my dog. Ooh, wow. I and Some cheese if I have it. Just I, cheese I don't whiz cheese. specifically. Oh my goodness. I am very upset by your hot dog decisions. I <laughs> So what what's I'm, your boring dog? But I'm so dog? boring. I I will do like a cougar dog. I just want ketchup on it. If I'm at J Dog, I'll do. See, ketchup isn't even really a hot dog. That <laughs> ketchup goes on the hamburger. Mustard goes Tell on. the Tell that dog. to Hawkeye's son in Avengers Endgame. <laughs> um, he, I like 
if, we, if I'm at J Dogs, segueing us into this Provo, Provo restaurant, eats. okay. Um, I like their J Dog sauce on a Polish dog with onions, but nothing else. And, see, and then the I will right order answer. the pick, the pickle, but I will eat it on the side. Oh, see, pickle on the side's good though. That's that's fine. The one of the travesties of Costco is that they stopped selling their Polish dog. They mm. only, like you only have one dog or the other, and yeah, they yeah. got rid of the Polish dog in many many locations. That is J Dogs, a Provo restaurant that we will that. We both frequent, apparently. Yeah. Um, Who doesn't? Good Polish dogs. I do. Yeah. I I do love J-Dogs from time to time. I'm usually not a big hot dog person, but at a sporting event or J-Dogs, I can handle. There you go. So now outside of the sporting event for folks coming in, because so and and this this is relevant, right? Every time I speak to a, a broadcaster or an athletics department person or a coach or a player from a specific team that we play that week, uh, especially when it's an away game, I say, hey, for all the BYU fans that are making the trip, what is the go to place? Like, what's your favorite place to eat at insert place here. You know, when we went to Knoxville, Tennessee, or Tampa Bay, Florida, Toledo, Ohio, I always said, what's what's the taste of your town? And yet we have somehow not managed to cover Provo, Utah, the taste Girl of P-town. our town. So that's what we're going to do. So you got J-Dogs. That's one. J-Dogs. Where else are we going? Some of my f- personal faves, um, you know, some people might accuse some of these choices as chick food, but to those people, I say, shut up. Is it Cafe Zupa's? Because I do love Zupa's. That's some chick food right I there. I do love Zupa's. Um, I'm, I kind of have the palate of like a six-year-old child sometimes. So I love to go to Zupa's and just get like their tomato soup and grilled cheese. Grilled cheese sandwiches? Oh, yeah. Like, hello, <laughs> comfort food. nothing wrong with that. It's the best. Taste of other towns. My favorite, I went to San Francisco once and you got to get a sourdough oh, bread absolutely. bowl, right? I just got tomato soup in it and I feel like I got the right deal out of that. My friends got some weird, you know, you didn't get the clam cream chowder? of whatever or clam of whatever. Oh, and clam chowder is the best. No, no, no. Just simple tomato soup. They put a little cheese on top of it sourdough bread bowl oh very very good i think you will regret that choice but listen if you were happy it's fine i was i I still am also really enjoy gurus on center street there's a ton of stuff on center street that is like a provo staple geographically stay there yeah we can hang out in uh at center street gurus um my my predecessor lauren franca mclean yes she and I, that's like a staple of if we go to lunch, we'll go to Guru's all the time and we get the cilantro lime quesadilla with a side of sweet potato fries because there are no better sweet potato fries in the world, I think. I've had them at various locations and okay. they are so good at Guru's. And you would take, do you normally take sweet potato fries over just no, traditional? No, I am a traditional fry all the okay. way unless I'm at Guru's. Because that's where a, a lot of these athletes, and Colby Lee included here, has mentioned Cubbies when I've said, what's your Provo go-to place? And to me, Cubbies is good. It's a, it's a good sandwich place. It's a good burger. But their fries are the reason I would go to Cubbies. I think they have yeah, uniquely good They do have good fries. Traditional fries. They do have good fries. I am not a fan of the crinkle cut. Mm. So... I I enjoy all fries fries are equal. I would be happy with a smiley fry. I just love (laughs) you can do you can do no wrong with a French fry for me. But stand going back into Center Street. Right. My favorite place down there is communal. It sits on the corner and it's it's more of a family style establishment where you kind of you order a big chunk of food and then you just share it with either the one or 17 people that you have brought along in your party. 100 percent. And I a place similar 
too communal is a place called Good Time on Center Street, which is farm to table type food, like hipster LA type food. <laughs> but the person that lived in LA. Has, yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh my gosh, did I mention that I lived in LA? <laughs> no, it's um, <laughs> you go you go down the, the line. It's like cafeteria style, but they let you try their sides and their entrees, so you know that what you're getting is something that you like. So That's I unique. really appreciate that. I mean, Panda Express also lets me do that. So. No, I mean, okay. <laughs> Good time, by so the way. So does Rockwell Ice Cream on Center Street in Provo. <laughs> Also, Good Time apparently is not the same as Good Move, which yeah. is just a place with pretty decent food that just lets you play board games while you're sitting there, which is one of the most Provo ideas. Such a fun that idea. I, I know. Love. Anytime I see something that I'm like, ah, uh, that that's meant to hook all the date the daters. <laughs> good time right there. Or it, good, move. good move. Good move right there. <laughs> then beyond, so let's let's now expand, right? That's and all that stuff down there is pricey. That's if you want a good meal, right? But then there's just all this other like unique Provo stuff. Up here near the broadcasting building, there's a couple different BYU creameries. So I feel mm-hmm. like we can't get past Provo food without mentioning the the Provo ice cream, the Provo Oh, absolutely. You know, chocolate milk, the Provo what what have you. Uh what is your favorite BYU creamery flavor? Well, now I get to be boring because oh. when it comes to ice cream, oh, no. <laughs> I really only like chocolate ice cream. So with all the flavors in the world that they offer you with all their punny names like Graham Canyon and Listen, Lavelle don't you dare has disrespect a, Graham Canyon. Lavelle's got an ice cream flavor. Everyone's got an I, I just I want chocolate. And the last time I went there, I said, do you just have chocolate? And they didn't. They have like all these weird like we stuck fudge and chocolate chips in this chocolate ice cream or <laughs> no, I just I just want chocolate ice cream. Is it so much to ask? The man who puts sauerkraut and two kinds of mustards on his hot dog. <laughs> Only likes chocolate, Just ice, chocolate cream. ice cream and in a bowl. By the way, I'm not a big cone guy. Yeah, never had it. It's a mess. Interesting. Okay, nobody nobody likes to have All a right. mess when they're eating. Waffle cone, other cone, and no cone. Just yeah, bowl, little spoon. I love Graham Canyon. I will not lie. So okay, I've never had it. To be fair, <gasps> what? What? It's. I assume it's graham cracker. Yes. Involved. What yes. is? What is Graham Canyon? For oh, me and for the, the people at home. It's like a cinnamon base, I think, in the ice cream. And then they do like a chocolate-covered graham cracker, but also like graham cracker crumble in it, I think. Okay. <laughs> Listen, and all that's I'm just not a, an ice cream scientist. but ice cream base or is it the cinnamon I think it's like a cinnamon yeah, hmm. ice cream base. It's not vanilla. But um, whatever it is, it's delightful. <laughs> and I think you should at least get a spoonful next time you're there. I will. I will make I will that make that my new goal. Going back to the cougar tails because that's now I'm thinking my brain's on BYU specific stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a cougar tail that's got a hot dog in it. Yes, right? I think they cut the maple bar in half. Okay, and then they put like it's a, the bun. Like it's the bun. Oh goodness! And then they put this enormous bratwurst in the middle. So you've got a donut bun. Yes, and a brat, and it looks like. Um, Maybe some onions, which no thank you. Sure. No, really no thank you to the whole experience, but you add the onions into the mix and I'm like, listen, that is an abomination. I don't – I'm not here for it. I wouldn't mind trying that out. You had to explain this to me because honestly, Sydney, for as much as I love 
Cougar sports and sports in general, I'm not a big live venue sport person. Normally, I, I like the food to be controlled from my fridge <laughs> and I watch it on my television where I get the full broadcast experience. And my time here at BYU, I generally watch the games from the comfort of this particular broadcasting building because I've worked here. I've never been to the Marriott Center or Lavelle Edwards, so I don't know these go-to foods that you're talking about. That is – such a shame. We got to get you out to a game. Um, I am the opposite. I'm much more of a live, live game person. I, does this extend to like the concerts and the things like that? Whereas, like to me, music like sounds the best in my room with like my speakers yes. as opposed to at a concert. I don't like a concert, and here's why: I don't like being crammed anywhere with strangers <laughs> and shoved. <laughs> at least at a game, I'm like, you stay on your seat and I stay on my seat and we will be fine. I don't like being pushed and prodded. And also concerts tend to be like obnoxiously loud. That's true. I'm not a big fan of obnoxiously loud, but I like being at a game and like, uh, I, <laughs> I'm a loud fan. <laughs> and so it's a little more, it's a little more sad, I guess, when you're screaming at your TV than when you're screaming at a game with some fellow fans. Well, that's true. I guess you got to get <laughs> I think the, the number is like four, four to five people in a living room. Then you're allowed to be stupid. Yes. Okay. Yes. I made the mistake one time of inviting a guy I had just started dating over to watch the BYU-Utah game. This would have been 20... 20- 15 I guess it doesn't matter we still lost we would have still lost and I realized I realized at one point when I was standing on the couch screaming at the tv and I looked over at him and I was like oh (laughs) this is maybe not the best thing for an early relationship for him to see this side of me so it's better to to show that side at a stadium where everyone else is also acting that way as opposed to you being the only person standing on the couch in your living room. I have a very good friend whose go-to bad date story isn't doesn't seem bad to me, but she doesn't really like sports. Oh, and so no. she was just invited to go to a BYU game. Uh, fellas, football games. I know that I know that you love them. <laughs> just ask but they're her. 5 hours long. They're so and, long. And she was not signing up for that. Can I tell you the cutest story about my sister-in-law? Yes. She also does not enjoy sports. And yeah. we talked last week about how on Christmas Eve, my whole family was watching the bowl game and she was over there and bless her heart. She goes, is there anything in your house that I can organize? Like, is there like a, a pantry that I can organize? She loves to organize things, but she's like, I cannot sit here and watch this game. So Just she literally something. organized my parents' pantry and by the, and she was so happy about it. We all felt like so bad, but she yeah. was like, oh, no, no, please. I would much rather do that than watch football. <laughs> My so. mom's go-to contribute contribution to the the family gatherings is always doing the dishes. Like yeah. I I I, uh, I enjoy cooking. I think I stir up a mean bowl of mashed potatoes myself. Like I, I can contribute on that end. Yeah. But then when the meal is done, I take my dish, take mm-hmm. it to the sink, and then sit my butt on a couch in front of sports. My mom enjoys the like that's that's kind of where she shines is she feels like she's brought something to the table. She Amazing. does does all the dishes and she enjoys it. And that keeps her like involved, right? Yeah, she gets to talk it to people some still. People. Yeah. I wouldn't say sports relax me. <laughs> but I enjoy no. them. So <laughs> Yeah, I I can think of a couple times I don't know if this is a uniquely provo thing or a uniquely uniquely BYU thing we talk about, you know, there's a lot of dating that happens on this campus. Yes. Um, but I remember being, uh, in front of a couple one time and as this guy was 
explaining past interference to his date who clearly <laughs> did not want to be there nor did she understand the rules and he was nor did she explaining it what? incorrectly yes and i oh, turned no. around i was like 12 years old and i was like actually it's this and i probably killed that guy's like i probably like killed any kind of game he felt like he had going at that moment like this 12 year old girl yeah. in front of us knows <laughs> more about the game of football than the man i brought to be the expert with me uh, i think you did a good thing Thank you. I felt like that uh, that girl in Remember the Titans, the little blonde girl. No, yeah, exactly. Hidden <laughs> Pantiers. Yes, yeah. Hidden Pantiers. Exactly. That, that was me as a 12-year-old. Oh, boy. So that's that's what we think about Provo food and a couple other things. Some other Provo things. <laughs> exactly. When we come back, we're going to look back to the game that is on the schedule today. We've been putting it off Sydney for long enough. The BYU basketball team is in Spokane right now to play the number one team in the country. So let's talk a little bit about what the rankings mean, what BYU's history is against these top-ranked teams. That's all when we come back on the Cougar Tailgate. into the Cougar Tailgate. I'm Cole Wissinger, and that is Sydney Carlson. And the game tonight is BYU versus the number one ranked Gonzaga Bulldogs in Spokane. Not unprecedented territory, though, for BYU basketball. Not, uh, not impossible territory. Scary territory? Sure. sure. But has been done. Some stats. Technically. Has not been done? It happened. It I happened. remember it happened. I watched it on TV. It, it did happen. You can't take my memories, NCAA. <laughs> oh, yikes. So the last time BYU played a number one ranked Gonzaga team in Spokane, we won. 2017, they were undefeated at the time. They published a newspaper from the Spokane Review that said 30-0. and And guess what? 29-1, and suckers. 29-1. and Mostly. Except that not officially in the record books, but in our hearts, we are one in five against the, number one ranked teams. The NCAA in their infinite meddling goes back yeah. and takes takes wins every every now and then. Every program it seems like has had it happen to them once or twice before. The MLB might should you know take a page out of that Ooh, book yikes. recently. Yikes! But you know, so so technically on the NCAA site, BYU zero and five all time against. Number one ranked But But we had that one. In our hearts and in our memories, we are one in five. There you go. And fun fact, against a ranked Gonzaga team, in our hearts, we are five and 11. In the official record books, three and 11, but five wins against a ranked Gonzaga team. And it seems like Gonzaga is always ranked when we play them. And so five and 11 against these good teams, again, not, not, totally unfathomable that it happens and this BYU team has managed to keep things very very close against every time you know St. Mary's the line came out at at uh, minus six for St. Mary's and I I hoped for a win but I thought that they would probably take care of that and then we take it to overtime and it ends up being a very very close game all without Yoli Childs as well so yeah this is just another game for BYU go ahead and for sure and we are historically much better than the majority of all other teams in Spokane. That that uh, that arena is 
difficult for teams to play in. It is loud. Gonzaga has a loyal. Yeah, when you are consistently the number one team in the nation, you've got a really steady following and they have people show up and they show up and they're loud at those games and it's a difficult place to play. But BYU had a streak there where they won three straight in Spokane. That's something that nobody else has done. And so we, I mean, I don't know if it's never been done, but definitely not in recent history. Not recently, right. And so... Not some, not in the Mark Few <clears throat> era. I'm, I think we can confidently say. It's the battle say. of the Marks. Mark Few and Mark Pope. Mark Pope. It's his first one. <laughs> so so Gonzaga is, tech, is their number one in the AP poll, the poll that apparently matters. But there's just all these other polls out there. Gonzaga right now third in the BPI. BYU... 24th. If I was watching football and I saw the 24th ranked team against the third ranked team, I would be ready for a closely contested battle. I would want to watch that game. It's not like we're totally unranked and out of the picture against this dominant team. Right. Unless you're like an LSU where it doesn't matter who you play, you're going to blow them out of the water. But you got Coach O. No, I think I think BYU has shown that they're going to play people and they're going to play them till the clocks hit zeros and they've put up very impressive numbers against every WCC team so far and they've been scoring a lot and so I could see it back easily, to back 90 point games yeah I could see it easily being a scoring battle in the Ken Palm rankings Gonzaga sits at six BYU 27 just kind of out and so they're they're closer than we seem, and then it also begs the question of how much do the rankings even matter at all when it comes to basketball? Because really, really, yeah, we just wait for March. We just wait for March. And and if I can do some math on the fly, which I'm not sure if I can, but <laughs> um, if you divide everything by four, figuring out roughly where your seed could be, right? Gonzaga should be a one seed right now. It seem they seem pretty set for that. But if BYU is in that 24 to 28 range, that means we're about theoretically like a six or a seven seed yeah yeah six like they're just they're on opposite sides of the brackets by nature but like if a six played a one that happens all the time like ones go down to much worse teams than that so why not now well another thing that i think is interesting as you look at the bpi is so gonzaga's at three BYU 24, the next WCC team that you see on that list is St. Mary's at 34. Below BYU. Below BYU. By ten, the way. 10 spots below BYU. And historically, and this isn't necessarily an indication of what's always going to happen, but historically, the WCC has been a too big league. We usually we talked a bit about always, that on the program yeah, just right. last week. We usually, if not always, get at least two bids. And... Um, so that bodes well for BYU if they can stay where they're at in the in the ranking or in the standings, the WCC standings right now, and in this BPI, they continue to beat the teams that they should beat and keep it close against a Gonzaga and a St. Mary's type. That I think that that really is a good look for them as they head into March. BYU has been positioning themselves and a win or a loss to a number one ranked team on the road in your conference is not going to do any damage to your rankings and these kind of things. But at the same time, the last the last thing that I will kind of say is that at some point, all of these rankings are kind of assuming continued success or, be, or beating the teams right. or, or, you know, assuming Yoli will come back eventually or assuming all these things. And so eventually you do kind of need to get one of these, right? Absolutely. So you lose on the road against St. Mary's in overtime without Yoli Childs, doesn't do any damage to you. 
But that is assuming that hopefully when St. Mary's has to come here and you do have Yoli back and you do, then you can pick up that win. And the same with Gonzaga. There's one more game on the schedule. They'll have to come to Provo in the second to last game of the season for the two squads. You need to keep that one close. You know, even if you kind of get blown out tonight, you're keeping that potential alive. But, you know, as high as BYU can get in the rankings now, that potential isn't going to matter if it doesn't actually pay off later down in the season. But but please don't get blown out tonight. <laughs> also, yes. <laughs> but please also, thank you very much. Yeah, don't get blown out. And show up and, you know, just show play up. basketball. Yeah. There you go. And you might get a win. <laughs> well, I can only hope. If anyone's going to, I think it's BYU this year. Only one Mark is making it out of there alive, and we just want it to be Mark Pope. Oh, That's boy. All. Oh boy! <laughs> uh, if you're not, I'm. I'm ready now. That, that's going to take us right up to it. The game's on later on tonight. It used to be whenever we did this program with football, we were leading like right up into the game. Nah, BYU basketball, they're in prime time. So you got a couple hours to wait still, folks. But that does wrap us up here for the Cougar Dalegate today. Be sure to tune in every single Saturday at noon. Utah time, that's 2 Eastern and 11 o'clock Pacific, where we take you through the BYU schedule, talk about the opponents we have on the schedule right now, and some of the more fun fan aspects of the game that go around the basketball sport that we all love watching. I'm Cole Wissinger, that's Sidney Carlson, and this has been a production of BYU Radio. You can catch the podcast anytime on any podcast app or device that you got, or on BYURadio.org. If you have any submissions and, and fan interests you want to get on the show or you got some feedback for the team here at BYU Radio, you can send us an email at cougartailgate at gmail.com. Go Cougs!